0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for
0: you. And now, it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM.
1: Welcome to Coastview, where we celebrate every single day the amazing people who make this such a great place to live and work and play. You know, I say that every day, and when I when I use that, you know, we're celebrating people who make Coastal Mississippi a great place to live, work, and play. I don't just say it like uh, like you know a record. I say it from my heart, and I really believe that. I love every single day having these conversations with incredible people. Of all walks of life who are bringing incredible value to coastal Mississippi, and uh, one of the one of the areas that I have focused on repeatedly on this show over the last uh, six hundred over six hundred shows <clears throat> is the military because the military brings so much to customers that they bring amazing people here from all over the world they bring certainly from all over the united states they bring incredible skill sets to this community that they offer in so many different ways and when we when we, you know one of the reasons why we're so darn resilient here is because the military often uh, and their commitment to our community is often a are are part of the reason why we're able to bounce back so quickly because they're so focused on helping us. Um, one of the areas that we're most fortunate to have when we think about the challenges that Coastal Mississippi has had, the challenges that America has had, or that really the challenges that any country around the world has had, has been has the role the CBs play. The uh, Naval Construction Battalion Unit here in Gulfport, and is very significant, and the uh, the kind of people they bring in here have um, you know literally worldwide leadership capabilities. And I'm I'm always just thrilled to have this opportunity to focus on them. And today, I want to welcome Captain Jeff Davini uh, to the conversation. He's the commander of the Naval Construction Group Two, or they they call it NCG Two for short. But uh, anyway, Captain, how you doing?
0: Hey, great, Ricky. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's great to be here today.
1: So, look, I always like to, we're going to talk about sort of what what you guys are involved in these days. And literally, you've got people literally <laughs> all over the world. And uh, we, we can come back to, as well, Road to Spain and the sort of the role that it plays, very significant for the CBs. But I want to start really talking about you. You grew up in Texas. Um, you went to, uh, I guess, te- Texas Tech, and uh, you eventually went into your, the Navy. And t- tell me about, p- tell me about where you grew up and your decision to be- you know, to get into engineering.
0: Oh wow, that's that's a, it's a little bit of a, I took a little bit of a winding path to get there. It's funny. Um, so I grew up in a small town in Texas, about three thousand people, kind of in the middle of nowhere, um, and. Uh, I come from a Navy family. Uh, My dad was in the Navy. My two granddads were in the Navy, but I never really, it's just never something that I thought too hard about until I was in school. Um, I was a, I was a journalism major um, for my first two years. So I, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to write for sports illustrated. And then uh, the more I looked into it, the more I realized that I probably wouldn't be writing for sports illustrated for a while. I'd be writing for a small Texas newspaper. And I thought maybe there's other better ways to, to, to make some money and earn a living and, and I was always good at math, so I, I looked in engineering. So I dropped all my classes. I lost two years of school. My parents, uh, I think they've forgiven me for that by now, um, and uh, went to uh, went to be an engineer major. And so from there, uh, I, I found out about uh, uh, what's called the Civil Engineer Corps, the, the CBs, um, and, uh, and joined that, and uh, did that right out of school, and thought I'd be in for four years, and here I am 25 years later, and still loving every minute of it.
1: What a great, what a great uh, story! You know, I, I actually was in med and uh, pretty, pretty far along, and decided that was not what I wanted to do. Went on to get an MBA, and the rest is history. But you know, I think as you get older, you know, people find things that work for them, and you know, in your case. Having a couple of years of journalism was really beneficial to you because you know, people who will listen to your and my conversation will quickly learn that you're an excellent communicator. But that journalism, you know, that ability to write, uh, the ability to communicate with people, is, it is a major league component of being a good leader, isn't it?
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. You, you know, and, and, I, and I'll tell you, because I know a lot of engineers, um, we're not always the best communicators. Um, so, yeah, having that background. Um. really kind of gave me a little bit of a leg up and, and allowed me to, to write and, and to, to speak. And so, yeah, so it's all that comes in handy because um, it's easy to be, a well, it's not easy to be a good engineer, but you can be a good engineer, um, but you still have to learn how to be a leader and, and manage people and communicate with people. And so uh, I think I've learned how to do that over these last 25 years.
1: So when you look back, I mean, obviously, it's a, we can't go through it all, but you've, got, you've, you've, you've had deployments to Iraq and Rota. I think what's interesting, and you're not the first uh, leader in the CBs who's come through there, who spent some time at the presidential retreat camp. Dave, you were actually the commander there from 2015 to 2018. But what stands out for you when you look back on all of your assignments? What was you know really life-changing uh, experiences for you?
0: Oh, gosh, I, I think the um, so really, I think it started pretty early. I, I think um, you know, my first tour with the CBs back in uh, 2003. Um, I deployed to Afghanistan. I, I really got to to see the world. I've been, you know we've been I've, I've had some pretty good duty stations in my life. Uh, we were in Iceland for three years, really early in my career. Um, I've been to Hawaii for a couple of years. Um, but that that tour with the CBs really solidified. Um, you know, the, the understanding that, that the Navy is a, is a force for good, um, the military is a force for good in the United States, and, and then we can go and, and, and do good things. Um, and uh, just, you know, that and the people I met, you know, the, I've, I've always thought that, you know, people join the military for a lot of reasons. A lot of it, you know, just like myself in, in different circumstances will say, hey, look, I'm joining it so that I can, you know, figure out what I want to do with the rest of my life. Um, and, uh, but I think you stay in because of the people you meet because of the the quality of the people you meet. It's just, uh, I, I can't tell you how impressed I continue to be with, the with the people of all services that, that I meet in the military and it, it makes me proud to serve alongside them.
1: Even you know, I think what, one of the things that I enjoy doing as part of this show is helping people who may not necessarily be aware that the CBs play so many different roles. There's a humanitarian part of what you do. Certainly, there's a military mission part of what you do. Uh, certainly, there's a role in the local communities and and so on. But it's vast. It's really vast. And that's sort of always been part of the history of the CBs, hasn't it?
0: It has. Yeah. So we were we were you know born of a of a contingency. World War II, 80 years ago. This this year, uh, March fifth is the 80th anniversary of the CBs. Um, prior to that, there really wasn't a naval construction force, and so you know, initially um, we were founded, and, and we we played a, a huge role in in the uh, island hopping campaign in World War II. Um, we played a smaller role in Europe, um, but a big, a huge part. There were three hundred twenty five thousand CBs in World War II, compared to less than ten thousand today. Um, but uh, but yeah, the um, in in the meantime, in the interwar period, um, and and just ever since, you know. I like what I like to say about CBs is, um, you know, other military branches, other military uh, um, functions, you know, they they serve to protect and then to break things when, you know, when a war comes. Um, the, the great thing about the CBs is is we exist to build things, to fix things. Um, and so I think we really bring a lot to the to the fight, um, whether that be a, a uh, wartime scenario or a humanitarian scenario. Um, you know, just recently we we. Um, we responded to uh, Hurricane Ida in uh, Louisiana, uh, Pensacola with uh, Hurricane Zeta a couple years ago. Um, but prior to that, uh, you know, earthquakes in Haiti, disaster relief all over the world. Uh, the, uh, um, you know, when, when the Japanese uh, had the, the uh, nuclear meltdown uh, several years ago, we responded to that. Tsunamis. Um, it's, really, it, it's really great to know you're part of an organization that makes people's lives better.
1: It is truly incredible what you guys are up to and just so that the audience understands this, uh, uh, I had the opportunity to, to talk to Captain Davina before, this, before the show started and obviously given the really sensitive geopolitical issues related to uh, uh, Ukraine uh, uh, he's not in a position where we can discuss that today obviously, that's not something we're going to talk about but I but I believe when you think about the, the massive humanitarian crisis that's underway and the other issues related to just what's happening inside Ukraine that eventually we will hear that the C.B.s once again have played a significant role maybe not directly involved in Ukraine but certainly advising and whatever it'll be interesting to hear more about that when they're able to talk about it but I just wanted you to know the audience to know that that we chatted and he's not in a position where he can discuss it at at this point so I won't be surprised to learn in the future that the C.B.s were deeply engaged in that that, uh, relief effort in some way or another um, you know, it is. You know, you, you talked about it, but but the the number of people who leave here uh, and and who are stationed are are waiting to be deployed, literally around the world that, that come through Guffpoint. It's pretty substantial, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So um, we have uh, so so the the way the CBs works is there's actually two hubs. There's Port Wynemi on the on the west coast. Um, and so that's Naval Construction Group 1. Um, hey, and then we're hey, Naval let's, Construction.
1: hey, let's do let's do this, if you don't mind. Uh, we've, yeah. We're coming to the end of this segment, and what you're about to talk about, I think, we I, I don't want to split it up. So what we're going to okay. do when we come back on the other side of the captain, Jeff Devinny, he's the commander of Naval Construction Group 2, or NCG2, um, literally had uh, you know worldwide experience, and as you can tell, very good communicator. When we come back after the break, we'll talk about sort of, Where do the the young men and women who come through the CB uh, uh, Naval Construction Battalion Center in Gumpol? Where do they go? Where 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 do they get deployed? We'll see you after this break.
0: Subscribe for free to the Coast View podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1.
1: Welcome back to COSIO. I have Captain Jeff De- DeVinney, who's the commander of the Naval Construction Group 2, or the NCG2, in uh, at the Naval Construction Battalion Center in Gulfport. And uh, by the way, just for people who are listening on the radio, what you'll notice is there's a slight delay. We're having to use mobile technology to do this conversation today. Oh, You know, it's re- the, the, the connection's fine, but there's just a slight delay. And for the uh, YouTube and, and Facebook audience, you may every now and then see the, 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 uh, the picture blink out on the CBS side for a second and that's just calls coming through I'm really thankful to my friend uh, uh, Brian Lamar who is head of public affairs at the CB base and uh, and unfortunately we're not in a position where we can sort of stop phone call incoming phone calls because of the nature of the two people that are the the, the people that are involved in this conversation today so thanks for ha- hanging in there with us hey listen uh, captain daney when we went to break I was asking where people are deployed who come through Guport and I didn't want to I didn't you to get halfway into that and have to stop and, and go to a break. So why don't you start fresh and and talk about this so people can get a deep appreciation for what the Naval Construction Battalion Center in Gulfport, what it touches around the world.
0: Sure, yeah. So so um, Naval Construction Battalion Center Gulfport is, is uh, one of two main CB bases. Um, the first uh, naval construction group, our counterpart on the West Coast, is in Port Winnemey, California, which is just north of L.A. So they, they send all of their CBs out to the Pacific in some way. So they're, they're tied to the, to the Pacific. We're different a little bit than them, um, but we've got three um, what we call naval mobile construction Battalions, So CV battalion units um, that make up the majority of our force um, that, are, that are stationed here. Uh, we have one naval construction regiment. Um, that does command and control for all those when they're deployed, um, and then uh, in actually in um, Little Creek, Virginia, Norfolk area, we have a team that does underwater construction. So they're Navy divers um, who can build things underwater, and then we have another. It's called a, a CB maintenance unit there, and so those are that's where they're permanently stationed. So we'll send folks uh, around the globe. We send a, a, a large detachment to Guam. Um, and, uh, so we have kind of a foot in the Pacific over there, and then we send, uh, the rest of our CBs from the, the battalion that's the deployed battalion, uh, to Rota, Spain. And from there, um, so Rota is, is kind of right by Gibraltar, uh, just to give you a picture, um, on, on a naval, a, a, a Spanish naval base there. So uh, right as you go into the Mediterranean, uh, big port for, uh, where the Navy stages into the Med. Um, and so, from there, we'll we will send out detachments of CBs that are we call task tailored. So, depending upon what they need to do, whether they need to build a schoolhouse or a series of bunkers or um, you know heavy concrete, uh, we'll send them to different places. So, we could have them. In the recent past, we've had them in places like Tunisia, Morocco. We've even had some in Israel. Um, uh, we've had them in Romania. I can say that we've had some in Ukraine. We do not have them in Ukraine right now. Um, but, uh, you know, really all over the place uh, in in places that we want to either help establish a presence, help um, train um, foreign militaries um, or help our forces, um, help our forces build out infrastructure that can help them accomplish their mission. So it's really, uh, you know, CBs, Na- right, join the Navy, see the world. Will the, the CBs get to join the Navy um, and uh, travel all over the place just like the rest of, of the, the sailors do. Um, the difference is we call ourselves dirt sailors, so we're on land building things. Uh, and uh, Yeah, lot, lots of responsibilities, and it's uh, it's great to see them at work.
1: I bet it is. I bet it's incredibly inspiring because all of the young CVs, and not all of them are young, but the truth is that the ones that I have come in contact with are just incredibly solid, you know, people. I mean, they are dedicated. They love what they do. So many of them, actually, like you, had a history of uh, of Navy, uh, Navy heritage in their family, or maybe even a military uh, heritage in their family. A lot of them, you know, they come through Gulfport, then they come back to Gulfport, and they may get stationed somewhere else, but eventually, when it's time to retire, they they come back here permanently. They they fall in love with this place. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's inspiring to get to know them. I've, I've had the real honor of getting to know uh, one or two recently, actually. And um, I think the world of them, I think they're just incredible citizens. And their dedication to wanting to make a difference and loving what they do is just incredible. I know you see that every day, don't you?
0: I do, yeah. It's, uh, so the, the interesting thing about Gulfport is, so my um, purview is over the deployable units here. In addition to that, we also have the Naval Construction Training Center, where um, a large number of CBs come for their initial training. They get out of boot camp, then they graduate um, and come here and learn how to do uh, different types of construction, um, electrician work, and things like that. So, so they go from there um, to typically a a mobile construction battalion, an NMCB, we call it, and from there they deploy all over the world. And and these guys um, and gals. Um, they they'll do I just I just did a checkout with a with a senior chief who's um, you know next to the highest uh, enlisted rate that we have who's been in for uh, 26 years he, he was he almost forgot the number of deployments he'd been on I think he said 11 or 12 um, and and that's normal if not low sometimes and the, you know you're talking six to eight months away from their families um, the majority of folks um, you know who are retiring right now like myself have been to uh at least iraq um sometimes iraq and afghanistan um you know they've, they've served this country uh through through the the longest war you've ever seen and and they're ready for more and and um you know they but sometimes you're just ready to go and so we it, it astounds me that um and, it, and it, it it makes me proud as an american that we've had that uh, we have folks that are willing to raise their right hand and, and come and do this. And, and again, the great thing about the CBs is you learn a trade, you help people. Um, there's just so many parts of it that, that bring uh, bring goodness to people.
1: Well I hear, I hear the enthusiasm in your voice, and I can see that you you love what you do. I think one of the keys to being a good leader is you got to love what you do. If you don't love what you do, you probably got to change and go find something else to do. But to, to have the opportunity to be the commander of NCG2. Is probably one of those opportunities where you're soaking it up every day to say, you know, how can I make a difference as a leader?
0: Yeah. So one of the uh, interesting parts about this career for us on the officer side, you know, we will come and go from the CBs. Um, and so we're not always with the CBs. We could be out building things um, for the Navy that, with contractors and things like that. Um, but, but the CBs stay here. Do the hard work, um, and so when you when you're in a position like I am, you know you want to make sure you do right by them because um, the decisions that we make here um, are going to determine the shape of the future force, and we're trying to figure out what that future force looks like. Um, you know, what are we going to need? Um, well, as we're as we're focused on the Pacific, um, we see events happening uh, in Europe that uh, that make sure that that tell us we need to be ready no matter what for for anything, and so you want to. You know, as I've got another year and a half left here, I've been here about six months, and we want to make sure um, that we give uh, these troops the, the equipment and the training they need um, to succeed once they get out there. And so, yeah, so I absolutely feel like it's my responsibility um, to, to ensure that they get what they need. And, and I got a great staff doing it, um, working with me to do it. And so we give everything we got um, trying to make sure that the, the CVs can, can build and fight out there.
1: And I can't thank you enough for your service. Hey, listen, we've got about a minute left. So tell me about the 80th anniversary and the upcoming CB ball.
0: Yeah, so, um, you know, we've got the we're lucky enough uh, because of the decline in COVID numbers um, that we're able to have a our uh, CB birthday ball on March 5th, Saturday um, at the Gulf Coast Coliseum there um having a cv birthday ball is going to be around 600 people and really we just get together um with uh mainly uh, active duty spouses and retirees Uh, we've in the past we've opened it up but with covid um it's not so much this year as open so hopefully we can do anything next year but it's going to be great to see everybody um we'll be all dressed up um and really just kind of uh celebrate who we are and that 80-year heritage that that uh, our predecessors have built um, and it's really just all about um, camaraderie and, and kind of passing down some of the stories um, so that, you know, God forbid we ever have to um, deploy um, to a place uh, where the bullets start flying. We'll know that uh, we've done that in the past. We've been successful. Um, and it's really just, uh, it, in the end, it's just going to be fun. And looking forward to kind of getting back to, to normal before COVID for a little bit.
1: You bet, Cal. We about out of time, buddy. Is that where we are? Yeah, he's he's showing me uh, one minute left. But listen, it's been a it's been a pleasure to to have the opportunity to get to know you better. Uh, I'm always deeply impressed when. When uh, folks like you and I get an opportunity to visit and, uh, you know, I can't, like I said earlier, I can't thank you enough for your service. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just a big fan of the CBs and what they've done in this local community over so many years has been absolutely incredible. And what they're doing around the world is absolutely incredible. And we're in challenging times. We know that without even getting into the details, the reality will be that the CBs will once again play an important role in helping in humanitarian efforts and helping in a military mission or whatever it might be around the world. So, Captain Jeff Delaney, uh, excuse me, Devaney, uh, ca- uh Commander of the Naval Construction Group Two. I really appreciate you taking time to visit with me today.
0: All right, yeah, thanks, Ricky. It was great. Thank you for uh, for putting the word out about the CBs. Uh, we're we're a small community. Uh, we like to think uh, we have a big impact, and and uh, things like this help us uh, have that impact. So thanks.
1: Uh, You bet, you bet. Um, When we come back, we'll have uh, Mayor Billy Hughes. See you after this break.
0: Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com.